0: Huh? Uh, oh Shawnee Yes. Um, I have something for you.
1: What is it?
0: Um well it's not actually a thing, but oh. happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday dear Sonny. Happy Birthday oh my God. to <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Um when this comes out your birthday oh, will already be been- <laughs> <happy laughs> deal-
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well
2: Sorry about that. that.
1: <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to QBT. I'm Maddie Germs. I'm Shani, and good luck <laughs> beating that as a birthday gift, everybody. <laughs> Maddie are... might have won my birthday. Oh, my God. Won already, and it's not even midnight. <laughs> um,
0: we are two queer babes talking about mental health, pop culture, and whatever the hell else we want. Ready to get into it? Birthday yeah, beach. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> God, I... <laughs>
2: I'm gonna talk slick All up in my ear and shit
1: <laughs> Um What's up slut Happy birthday Thanks. I mean, it was a few days ago, but we all know I celebrate my birthday the whole month of October.
0: Sure. Time is an illusion. It's it tomorrow. Is. It's a few days ago. Who knows? I mean,
1: honestly, we can celebrate it until the rest of eternity, but...
0: Well, until mine, but yes.
1: True. Yes. <laughs> I will make room for yours. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's at um, the end of the month anyway. Like, yeah. It, it, but then I'll be tired It's anyways. pretty
0: much like kicking over into November. Yeah, you know? By
1: week two, I'm usually just like, I am burnt out. This has to stop.
0: Fair. Fair, fair, yeah. fair, 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 But um, it's
1: it's going good. I mean, my birthday is... Tomorrow, technically, Mm -hmm. on Friday, October 2nd, but um, I feel good. Good. Yeah, I'm, like, bringing myself around to it this year, which is, like, this happens every year. I'm, like oh, my birthday's coming up. I'm supposed to be doing something. I'm supposed to care. And then like the week leading up to it, I'm like, oh, wait, I actually care a lot. And I try to figure things out. It's still been slow going this year, but today I've been like, all right, tomorrow's the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to
0: celebrate you a little bit. I'm excited to see you now. I feel very similar about the birthday thing. I feel like for the past several years, I feel like every other year... Maybe even less than that. Most birthdays I feel not that excited about. I just kind of, my birthday's around Halloween, so I just kind of like Mm -hmm. treat Halloween like my birthday. And then every once in a while, I'm like, no, actually, I want you guys to tell me you like me. (laughs) (laughs) But not just a big party that someone else threw and I'm claiming it as mine. Um, Someone, I had a couple friends and my partner were asking around, what do you want to do for your birthday? And I was like, I don't know. I kind of figured something out, but I was talking to another friend and they offered a very similar thing. of like, it doesn't really feel like a birthday. It's hard to celebrate right mm-hmm. now. I feel like, we all made fun of summer birthdays thinking that we were going to be fine at this point. That's not yeah. true. <laughs> so, you know, it's what we get. It's what we get for being little yeah. beaches. I yeah. definitely
1: thought that by now this whole pandemic would be over, but haha, joke's on me. It's just getting started. Just getting started. Buckle in.
0: <laughs> um, later in this episode, we are going to talk about masturbation. But for now, <laughs> um, for the Slut, um our dear friend Aliza wrote in and wanted to know what song we are dancing to right now. Mm. So obviously not right now because we're recording a podcast but what's getting you dancing what's getting you moving
1: that um birthday rendition you sang at the top of the podcast that's what I'm dancing to (laughs) just putting on loop yeah yeah (laughs) no uh what am I dancing to snap I don't know oh you know what it's the hood in me but there's this new Travis Scott song that has M.I.A. on it and Young Thug and I've just had that on repeat and I'm just like bouncing around my room you might have saw my TikTok Mm -hmm. but um yeah that's just been playing a lot
0: it's pretty good. I think, um, I was nervous to engage with it just because, honestly, I think Travis Scott is really cool. Mm-hmm. I, I cried at that documentary. I've never listened to album like, <laughs> like it just, it moved me. Um, but every time I see him I'm like that's for the kids. Same. Like it's not that I I even think the music is good and I just like I'm never going to go search in my Spotify well, for Travis Scott.
1: When you have these kids rolling up to McDonald's like blasting his album and still in posters <sighs> it makes it kind of hard to sign on. But... I mean that's
0: not her fault. She's just getting money. But I mean yeah. MIA though just Always. she is a problematic person. The documentary's really fucking good. Yeah. Um but Love M.I.A.
1: Yeah, I'm a fan of anything that she does for the and, most part.
0: And so that was like the kind of draw for me. And She's I was hesitating, video. though, until I saw you post about it. And then I was like, okay, maybe it's worth like <laughs> listening to. And then I totally had several like driving moments. What's
1: it called again? Franchise.
0: Franchise. That's right. The she has pretty a cute, cute little cute hook. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that she was going to have, like, two words... Like, it was going to be featuring MIA, and it was going to be her coming out of retirement and just being like, bitch. And then that was, like, yeah, that the was feature. It. But she has, like, a cute little thing. She's really, like, actually featured in Doing it. Doing her
1: thing where I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, girl, but it sounds good.
0: Yeah. I thought it was going to be, like, that song with Kanye and F. K. Twigs. Oh, yeah. I don't like that song, but I love F. K. Twigs. You don't part. like that song? No, I don't. And I and honestly, despite how much, like, uh, we shouldn't, I I sort of still listen to Kanye every once in a while like so it's not even his but that his part is bad and I just like don't like the song but I I did on Twitter someone released like a version that was just FK Twigs uh part and that part is so good
1: well I mean everybody in it aside from FK Twigs is like why are you here yeah like Skrillex.
0: I mean, our our dear friend Carlos is listening right now, and is like,
1: "You guys, I told you over and over and over again that they've
0: changed since
1: that one fucking album. Dubstep has not been their thing for so long." Carlos, are you listening? I know you're gonna say, (laughs) (laughs) Um, "What are you listening to? What are you dancing to?"
0: Um, I yesterday, I like made a last minute ditch. To the beach To get some sun well, Like the river Um Just cause I was like
1: Oh I'm out of here I mean Jinx knock on wood
0: It is still kind of summer outside It was like 80 degrees yesterday I had yeah. to try And I did this really weird thing Of like Um Just putting on Beyonce Which is not the weird part The weird part was that I was r- Screaming At the top of my lungs With the windows down Flawless Remix. And then I started crying. (laughs) And I don't know why that happened. I think it was like, I felt so powerful for the first time in so long. Just like, it was like, it was like an affirmation. Like, just like telling myself over. It was very strange. Are you
1: sure you don't want the work today to be why you were crying? No, 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 I do not. No, 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 I do not.
0: Um, But (laughs) I also am really fucking into um, this new Brie Runway song, Little Nokia. It is, so good it reminds me a lot of um that rico nasty iphone song which is like that same yeah, there's something going on with
1: the phone songs iphone no i know and both honestly play with razor that next? like racer razor oh or a razor or sidekick
0: uh if anyone is smart listening into music and you don't <laughs> write do a it. song about razor there's or sidekick right yeah. now yeah yeah especially with the parasol doc like it's the time it's the time <laughs> um but speaking of other things And what
1: about it? Pop culture and politics. Mm -hmm. Where do you want to go first? I feel like... Well, it's not on this list, but I just want to give a shout out to Mariah Carey putting out this memoir, which I wholeheartedly plan to read whenever I have time to, but...
0: Are you a big Mariah Carey person?
1: I am. I don't think I've ever forthright outset... Like, I've never just said it, like, I'm a Mariah Carey fan, but, like... You are. I am. You have to... I mean, she is... She is the diva. I feel like you can dislike Mariah Carey, but you cannot, Mm -hmm. you can't just like not have respect for her.
0: That's, I feel like that's absolutely right. Like You're going to respect
1: the woman. You might not like her, but you're going to respect her. And that's how I feel about her.
0: I feel, I, I feel that. I like, I definitely, she is not my diva. I feel like part of that though, was that I missed the part when she was amazing. Like I wasn't allowed to listen to music until like 2001. And so like, Mm -hmm. and that was like, Obsessed is such a good song, an Eminem diss track, like it's such a good song. And that to me was like great, funny, beautiful. And then that was also the time where she just kind of started being like really wild. And yeah. I like only understood her as that one song kind of. And I was like, who is this person being this wild? It was like, she did that MTV V Cribs episode oh, and then the just everything went left. That, like,
1: what was it, Honey? Yeah. No, Glitter. Uh-huh. Honey was the one with Jessica Alba. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we'll forget about that. Glitter and happened. they both not great. Yeah. She did that weird Cribs tour. I don't know. Yeah. She's... I
0: mean, she deserves the utmost respect. And I feel like I started getting kind of back into understanding the appreciation for her after that New Year's Eve thing where she failed miserably. Mm. Which, like mike's fail live shit is hard whatever it was definitely more her team she fired all that team and i feel like the career's been back on the up again Mm -hmm. and i feel like because she's been a little (laughs) bit more in tune with why she's funny um and she's gorgeous and i mean emotions is just like it's an incredible song but i mean i would just i would rather listen to like whitney's discography i would rather listen to yes i'm
1: I'm when not Mariah comes on, oh, you're wearing a Whitney shirt. Cute. <laughs> I didn't even know. Always my diva. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to mention that because I do feel like I've read that this memoir is talking about her being biracial and sort of growing up, trying to please her father, and mm-hmm. then her marriage. Less the like cuckoo. I feel like crazy, quote unquote, crazy stuff sure. that we're like looking for. She's talking. That She's being there in like the 2000s and mm-hmm. more just like a. What was it like? being so successful in the 90s and still having parents be like, yeah, but like you're still not making this much money or getting Mm. this many Grammys.
0: Because she, her parents aren't famous, are they? No. Okay. And then she hasn't released a memoir before. This is like the first time, right? I believe so. Okay. She also, didn't Donald Glover interview her recently? I feel like I saw something where he interviewed her and it was like, Weird. He was like making apologies for like white people not understanding why the movement is a thing, like to Mariah Carey about her book, and it wasn't about her book. It was a very strange little clip, uh, or like picture of the interview that I saw. Interesting. It doesn't matter if either of us read it. We don't need to talk about it. I
1: much prefer Danny Glover interviewing Mariah Carey than Donald Glover, but that's just me.
0: Yeah, Childish Cambino a mess. Um, okay, so let's just get this out of the way and talk about some fun shit. The debates. Did you watch them, D-Care? Oh,
1: God, did I accidentally watch those? Mm-hmm. No, I watched them on purpose and then wish I had watched them accidentally because I don't know what I sat through and watched for an hour and a half. It's
0: a fucking mess. It was a ridiculous. It was um, upsetting to watch no matter what side you're on. Yeah. it. Uh, I felt like we were watching biden just fumble the ball over and over, you know, like the sports reference over and over and over Good and job. over again like
1: sport is that uh,
0: who cares um <laughs> i feel like he had so many opportunities was handed so many things around uh trump throwing him attacks on his character that could have easily just been like there was a moment where i think trump said something like um you know, well, you, we have you recording, play the tapes or whatever. And Biden didn't throw back, like, remember what happened with your tapes? Like, we let's go find your tapes. Like, yeah. there, there's just, like, all these moments of volleying that just, like, we're not allowed to happen. And part of that is this person is doesn't make any sense. How do you argue or debate with someone that has no rooting in logic? And it was just upsetting because it was like, I feel bad. I feel mad at myself that I watched it because I knew I wasn't going to walk away with any new information, right? Like, I guess maybe I watched it out of hope that it wouldn't be the outcome that it was. And that is foolish. <laughs> like, even yeah. when I was watching it, I should have turned it off and been like, that is a shit show. Like, I thought it was going to be. I'm moving on. But it just, I mean, I feel like Van Jones uh, on CNN did the best summary. He was asked, like, right after, like, what do you think about it? He's like, there's three takeaways. First one, the president did not denounce white supremacy. The (laughs) president did not denounce white supremacy. The president did not denounce white supremacy. And that was, I think, there's lots of other nuanced takeaways, I guess. But that is the thing. And it was... It was awful. It was the. It was just a terrible practice and like self-flagellation. I have no idea why I watched. It was It was so bad.
1: So bad. I was like, I don't need to sit here and watch three white men yell at each other yeah. <laughs> about interrupting each other. I don't know. It was. It was a waste of time. It yeah. truly was. I was actually really mad that I wasted an hour and a half of my life like that. I was like, I could have done something else in the, like with this time, and it, also like these are my two choices. These are my two options. I know. That's it. <laughs>
0: I mean, it just. It was honestly, like, also one of the most racist things I've ever seen. Like, it was just the fact that three white men are given two minutes to debate, quote, race. <laughs> it's It wasn't even debating racism. It was debating race. Like, that was the way it was framed. And then the incorrect use of black being thrown around every other oh word. Gosh. And then just, like, no. What does it mean? We know what it means. We witnessed a question about racism in America within seconds get turned into a debate about law and order. That tells you everything you need to know about white supremacy. (laughs) Like It's just like, it's bullshit. Um, But why relive it? Let's move on. Um, (laughs) Oh, actually something really cute that I am so excited about. Shamir's album comes out tomorrow and it's a self-titled album. Um, But Shamir is the one you might have heard a song from like 24 14. They hate that song. It's like, hi, hi, howdy, howdy, hi, hi. You know? Do you know that song? I don't think on so. On the regular.
1: Maybe. I don't know. I don't hear
0: it. <laughs> it's very cute. Shamir, <clears throat> on the regular. It's very cute. It's like a super poppy, really cute thing. Um, and the industry didn't know what to do with them. And they treated them poorly. And um, they've had a lot of, like, kind of experimental, self-produced stuff come out. But uh, they just put out... This single called The Other Side, which is kind of like a mix between like grunge and folk kind of stuff It sounds Mm -hmm. so weird for like a genderqueer black kid to produce Mm -hmm. and come out with but it The main thing that they have always been is a songwriter and i'm just i'm really excited to listen to this album I haven't honestly paid a whole lot of of attention to them in the meantime I saw them when that album came out that had on the regular on it i saw them i think down at like star theater or something and they were so wonderful and i just they took a step back from music because they were disappointed how the industry was treating them and making sure that they wanted to be like a um a pop person and they were like i actually have much more musical prowess than this but um anyway it's super cute i am excited for this album i hope it's golden um It's their first self-titled, too. So they tweeted something the other day around, um, you know, when straight cis rappers or people kind of, quote, play with femininity. We've talked about this before, but it's something to digest. It's something to sell. And then when someone is actually not putting on a costume of femininity, it's suddenly, like, rejected and rebuked. And so... Anyway, I just think it's really cute and I'm excited to hear more from it.
1: I'm excited to jump into who this person is because I don't think that I do know who they are.
0: I feel like if you heard on the regular, you'd be like, "Oh, that song." It yeah. just it was very much it was kind of everywhere and then they weren't everywhere. They didn't get famous over their most famous song if that makes sense. What's well, something you're loving?
1: Um what is something i'm loving i honestly have not been deep into pop culture this week i feel like the list you put together i was like oh i had no idea any of this stuff happened <laughs> um including the fact that adult swim apparently is permanently retiring um some episodes of the boondocks and aqua teen hunger force due to cultural insensitivities um sure great I'm happy it took this long <laughs> but i don't know and also like the, but boondocks the Boondocks is meant we literally the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's meant to be culturally insensitive because it's a satire on literally some of the dumb stuff that like the society values. Right. And I mean specifically the Boondocks, it lampoons black people, but I mean it's from a black creator, so right. I don't understand <laughs> I don't know. There's like this there's, there's this thing where being politically correct and like trying to do the right thing sometimes does go like way too far. It's like, but the you, joke's
0: in the family.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just like. It's not
0: punching down, it's literally punching your cousin.
1: But it's hard explaining that to a white person who yeah. is just obsessed with doing quote unquote the right thing.
0: And the Aqua Chain Hunger Force uh, episode that is supposedly getting cut or was cut um, was the one that was parroting Black Like Me, which. I don't know if y'all have ever read that book. It's a racist-ass book that I read when I was in my private school. But it's essentially this white man who wears blackface for like a year and then writes a book about his experience to tell white people that racism exists. Mm. And the episode of Alquartine Hunger Force, though, is something crazy like Shake gets bitten by an Afro spider that then turns him into a black man for an episode (laughs) or something. Like, it's like, obviously, Alquartine is fucking stupid. (laughs) Right. But exactly, man. Like, I mean, the point is... (laughs) It just uh, evidently it is also just like it wasn't announced or anything. They just when they made the HBO Max deal, yeah, they just, they just put stuff. episodes up, and then people who love the show and have hard copies of the show or whatever were like, "Where are these three episodes or four episodes of these shows?" It just it, it doesn't make the most sense to me. I don't understand what the. the I just think that there's also a difference between fucking that and then like the episodes of 30 rock where tina tina fey is running around in blackface like those are sort of different things for me and i get that i guess we're sort of making the same argument it's like well if if the joke is on the folks like if the parody or the satire is on or the, the thesis is that racism is bad. That took me so long to say. Then, like... <laughs> then... Okay. I guess. But I think with Tina Fey especially, we've unfortunately seen, like, a pattern of this shit. Like, it's not just, like, a... I don't know. I just... Maybe I kind of understand the Aqua Teen thing. I do not understand the Boondocks thing. That doesn't make the, any the sense And The Boondocks thing is
1: what throws me for a loop. Sure, Aqua Teen Hunger first had it, <clears throat> Force had its, like... I don't know. It's weirdness that no weirdness should not be like a thing that lets you get away with racism just because something is so out there and so just strained that you don't get it, but just feel some racial undertones. Yeah. The Boondocks, which is just very blatantly about race and like about, again, lampooning and like satiring black life and black culture, but from a black creator. Yeah. It's just, it's silly. I need you to click on um,
0: (laughs) the Mary J. Bly's link that's in there
1: you know i love mary j blige
0: i know and look at this fucking photo shoot and if you're listening like right now go to resources and recommendations and click on this Ah! mary j blige is uh outfitted for garage magazine in full hood by air archived stuff so it's like just Ah! it's so good the yellow coat the shoes, I, that full, like... Bitch,
1: what is this? militarized black. Like, I know. Fucking... It's so
0: good. I love that dark jacket that's like a short dress with the, like, slightly different colored brown boots. She looks like a fucking color palette. She looks so beautiful. <laughs> oh, the shoot God. is also kind of giving me... Um, do you remember that Channel Orange shoot or that cover to that one Channel Orange album? Or... Uh, Frank Ocean? No, I'm saying the wrong thing. <laughs> um blood orange yes freetown sound and cupid deluxe where they're like sitting holding each other on the bed it's giving me that energy um
1: yeah i love the like whoever's house or hotel room they found mm -hmm. this retro hotel room
0: this is great it's so beautiful i love seeing her celebrated outside of the kind of like memification of her with the like the knees and the dancing and the you I, know, and I'll take that too. Totally, I and like, I, I, I think she plans. thinks it's funny as she should. It's it is funny, but seeing her just <laughs> celebrate it as like a beautiful bad yeah, oh, she looks so beautiful, good.
1: badass black woman mm-hmm. who also sang about fried chicken for Burger King and it's okay, okay. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, she looks fucking golden. I love her so much. <laughs> Um, this makes
1: up for that
2: (laughs) yeah
0: okay yeah yeah sure (laughs) for burger king what yeah like a chicken sandwich or like chicken nuggets i don't know what you're talking about oh this feels i feel like i would rather have this deleted from the internet than a boondocks episode oh
1: i'm gonna send it to you okay
0: i will watch that after after this
1: (laughs) i'm sorry i'm looking at it again i don't know where you were in 2012 but this was probably the most <laughs> i don't know it was the blackest most just me you, jay what are you doing like why are you singing about fried chicken on national television for burger king oh no
0: i don't think i can click that it like feels sinful
1: <laughs> like, it really does <laughs> i don't think i've heard this song in so long crispy chicken Dunna. It's a whole jingle. It's oh my a God. whole we'll, little jingle. We'll put jingle. it
0: in right now while I listen to it.
1: <laughs> What's in those new chicken snack wraps?
0: What's in the new What's chicken? What's in the new chicken wraps? Mary? Crispy chicken, first set is three cheeses, fresh wraps, wrapped
1: up in a tasty flour, toasted crispy chicken. Wrapped up in a... I. <laughs> yeah it's something you can never unsee oh welcome my to the dark God. side oh your my life will never God. be the same it's bad it's so bad when she just jumps on the microphone out of nowhere crispy chicken that is wow. tort- something about some tortilla she literally is giving you the recipe that is
0: that is a um, that is a cultural moment. I don't know how (laughs) that... I probably did observe that and then just was like, I need to forget this immediately. Wow. Um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, um, speaking of sin, how do you feel about the Craft Reboot trailer?
1: Um, It looks looks like it's going to be really cute for my 12-year-old niece.
0: Okay. Yeah, I feel like... I saw a lot of like really, really negative shit about it when I first, when I guess this came out today and I was like, okay, I'm just not going to watch it. It's like Mm. just whatever. I feel like Blumhouse also has a, they do movies that I like. Like I like The Babysitter. I like Happy Death Day. And they also are like budget. (laughs) Yeah. And they thrive off of an
1: idea of a teenage girl. And I don't know if that teenage girl is real. Yes. And all of those movies are definitely movies that I tell myself, if I was a teenage girl in high school, mm-hmm. I would go to the theater and see this with other teenage girls. Right. And we'd scream and be like, oh my God. Yeah. Also because those movies aren't actually like scary. They're really rated like PG-13. Sure. And they like turn away right before the crazy gore happens. I feel like
0: Babysitter is gory as fuck.
1: Babysitter is gory as fuck. but. Yeah. But it's also, it's a little kitschy. It's like... That Fantasy Island movie that came out. Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm not watching that. I've learned to like look at what something's rated before I actually turn it on. Yeah, if it's not not R
0: horror, it's probably bad.
1: It's probably bad. So I feel like Bloomhouse toes the line. Maybe they do do some R-rated stuff and some PG-13 stuff. But I don't know. Like, maybe it'll leave it smart for a younger generation. It definitely doesn't... It doesn't look like it has anything on the original craft. Not that I was expecting it to. No. Um, And I don't know. There's like... like the magic looks very like glittery and bright, which who knows if that's what going to always look like. Maybe they like yeah. do some change and it's darker, but it just looks very, uh, I don't know, like teeny bopper yeah. Lisa Frank kind of. And I,
0: I wonder if that is just because we perceive young people that way. You know what I mean? Like like, absolutely. I, because... When I saw the craft, I was not a teenage girl. I was a, a young child, I think. I was mm-hmm. younger. And, and then when I saw it older, I'm like, oh, I have seen this girl before. I, this is what the sort of goth, goth, goth art girl sort of looked like at this time. True. And I bet that is what that same type of girl kind of looks like now. Mm-hmm. But because... I don't hang out with fifteen-year-olds. I don't know what they look like. You know what I mean? Like, I I I only have TikTok because what'd you say? (laughs) I was
1: gonna make a joke and then I figured it'd be inappropriate. Yeah, you think with fifteen-year-olds, it's off limits. It
0: generally is. Yeah, (laughs) and like, so I I I watched this and I was like, uh, it doesn't read as terrible, awful, bad to me as I saw people kind of bandwagoning onto it. But I think it's another one of those things of like, it's just not the movie is not made. For 30 year old gay men to go see like, like you know like that is oh, man, like what
1: movie is
0: The Hours oh. <laughs> White
1: Oleander
0: oh my god I do love White Oleander <laughs> I also love The Hours Nicole Kidman's nose it's iconic iconic <laughs> Uh,
1: Nicole Kidman. Honestly, any movie with Nicole Kidman is meant for a 30-year-old gay man.
0: Truly, 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 truly. truly. Um, Miley Cyrus covered Heart of Glass. Did you watch that? Nope, but there it is. Um, (laughs) Okay, yeah, we can go. It's honestly really good. and It it got such a good reception, and Heart, um, or Blondie, like they retweeted it, too, and were like, this is a really good cover. I feel like, honestly, Miley just needs to release a cover album almost every time she puts out a cover it's good and it sounds like miley making it her own song i feel like not everyone is sold on her own music but i feel like people sort of agree oh yeah the bitch can sing i just don't like her <laughs> and i feel like there's plenty of covers that she could do she that um oh no velvet underground the why Do You Only Call Me When You're High? Have you ever heard that cover? Mm, from her? Yeah. No. It's so good. It's so good. She She's a great singer. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Also, Brendan from uh, Move I'm Gay podcast. Hi, babes. We love you. Um, mm. Sent me um, this Oklou. O-K-L-O-U. I don't know how to say it. I'm sorry. Um, she has a new album, Galore. It's very cute. I, it's not something that I would have normally picked up, so I appreciate the recommendation. Um, it's very soft, electronic. It feels very like stony bubble bath kind of like spacey house cleaning kind of thing or like you're driving and just kind of want to meditate through it. it's like 33 minutes it's very cute i'll send it to you it you was not really
1: seen... really really good music descriptions have i ever told you that
0: i don't know if that's true but i appreciate it yeah, i feel like i
1: know the exact mood of this and this yeah. will help me determine whether i'm going to actually listen or not
0: yeah i mean because you have to be it's be, someone can send you an amazing song and if it's not the mood of where you're going someone can turn you send you a turn up song that's amazing and you're exhausted after work you're not going to fucking true it, it's not
1: going to work it's not going to click it's not going to happen
0: oh my god <laughs> that was like today when i was thinking about um britney spears british accent
1: <laughs> <laughs> i saw that pop up in a we text are message.
0: now now rocking with
1: britney you stupid bitch
0: okay um <laughs> let's see let's see let's see oh my god um this is actually really Cute. Um weird word for this descriptor. Speaking of descriptors, have you seen the I'll Be Gone in the Dark, the Golden State Killer documentary?
1: No, but I've heard of it. It's a uh, This I am aware of. I just have not watched
0: yeah, it. Yeah. Michelle McNamara, she true crime writer, wrote a big uh column, got picked up to be a book in Was the that middle.
1: Peyton, Peyton. Oswald's Wife? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched Ratatouille today. And he was oh my that. God. Sorry. Random sidebar.
0: The <laughs> only time I ever saw Ratatouille was in a theater and I was distracted because I was like fingering this girl the whole time. Shawnee's face is so disappointed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to sign off to <laughs> of this podcast so bad right now. I want to back my stuff Bye. and I want to leave. <laughs> no.
0: Okay. I'll be on in the dark. So she, um, she is a true crime writer. Honestly, was really heralded by writers and true crime folks i feel like uh kind of got in on that blogging moment before it became this big thing um she unfortunately died um under really awful circumstances and then the book that she was working on was published posthumously and then also they caught the person right after the book came out too so it was like podcast book kind of was everywhere hbo kind of tells the story of the podcast in the book but also has a little bit of like an extra couple episodes around like okay so sh- how is the family dealing like what we get interviews from the golden state killers family when they found out because it well i don't want to spoil it but it was like um oink oink guess who it was and like so it was an interesting documentary. Why I said it was cute and why I said it was sweet. I might even just put this in here because of that thing that I sent you. And Patton is talking about grief, and he's talking about. I heard it like right after our last episode, and he essentially just offers like talking about grief is important. I'm just not going to talk about it. I'm just going to play it.
2: I, I, I mean, I, I shut down for a long time. I wasn't even at first. It was about okay. I got to get through the day to day. Get Alice up. You know, get her to sleep at night while she's crying deal with their nightmares, deal with my nightmares. I'm just going to walk forward into the dark, just windmilling my arms around, just flailing my arms around everywhere. Now I'm, you know, it's six months and 12 days on and man, uh, grief is it, it, it. if you don't talk about it then grief really gets to set up and fortify its positions inside of you and begin to immobilize you but the more you talk the more you expose it to the air and to the light then you know grief doesn't get a chance to organize itself and then you can maybe move on a little easier it's a way to make the darkness feel uncomfortable with itself for a little bit
0: Anyway, I like it a lot. Um, I thought it was really cool. And it's it's like six episodes. If you haven't seen it, it's great. Oh, you know what? Also, I talked shit about Succession, and then I watched all of it this week. What? <laughs> Literally. I think it was just like the first episode just displays these people so evilly that I was like, I get the point, and I don't think I can do this. And then out of nowhere, I started. I didn't watch the first three again. I just jumped in at episode five, and then I was like, gone, done.
1: Never doubt my choice in tv show
0: i i don't think i doubted you i just was like it may not be for me and then it's doubt i know it's
1: okay okay (laughs) thank you (laughs) i I know what you love i know who you are i see you i see you and i have this show just for you um yeah i'm happy you got through it it's great i am really excited for whenever another season's gonna who do you
0: want to who who do you want to win they're all terrible Uh, people we shouldn't want any of them okay
1: just i don't know i feel like i know I feel she's like I'm always rooting for like the bad bitch like female of any series that just has a little bit of snark to them mm-hmm. but i also just feel like she has some actual sense to her and would actually run it well
0: she is she is probably the most capable yeah um my favorite character is roman though oh yeah that That's is just absolutely. like such That's a solid uh, character Kieran Culkin, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. love baby colkin weird masturbation stuff I
1: randomly met his wife when i lived in new york one time super oh. i don't know just random
0: are they still married i
1: don't know but she was cute
0: <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about barry jenkins directing the lion king sequel
1: i believe in barry jenkins directing anything and yeah the lion king sequel one i don't think we need it but like yeah sure if we're gonna do it why not
0: Have do you it think it's him. gonna be like
1: a remake of the Lion King sequel. The one about Scar's cousin or its son. Yeah. So it's like, that's the sequel, right? Uh-huh. No, this one about the dot. Da- no, they're both in that one. It's the daughter of Simba. And then Scar. I think the like, second
0: one son. is like, oh, I don't know who the villain is. I think that the- has the really good song though. Um, oh, shit. It's like the, an imagination world. It's basically imagination that. World. That's that movie's uh, Hakuna Matata. But like, it's about a love. They go through like a love tunnel.
1: Yeah, it's Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. And it's the one about Simba's daughter. And then Scar apparently has some like illegitimate child named Kovu. And I think they fall in love. Kovu. But that's weird because they'd be related. It's Kiara, it's Kiara and Kovu. And then there's Lion King 1 and a half, which is about Timon and Pumbaa. Oh, I remember that. Nev Campbell was in it and Matthew Broderick. Whoa, this stack, this stack, this cast was stacked.
0: You pendy, N U That's the one that I'm thinking of.
1: Like I N D E P E N D E N T. You know, know what, what that, that means? means? <laughs> <laughs> we teach an independent before it was a thing.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Do you want to talk about jerking it?
1: <laughs> Always. It's honestly one of my favorite things to talk Some about. Some pocket pool. Yeah. What?
0: Euphemisms.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break. Uh, uh while y'all were away listeners, or while we were away, should I say, I gave in a listen. <laughs> and uh did you know that you can beat the bush? like there's no tomorrow beat the bush like there's no tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> which is the perfect segue into the work because following last week's thrilling episode about grief and loss we thought it'd be great to talk about something a little bit more lighthearted, hearted like jacking it
0: let's let's shoot a load
1: let's shoot a load together because that's a thing
0: oh i mean it's group a thing. masturbation is oh a, it's, a, it's thing. a thing um I had flashbacks.
1: Uh. <laughs> I was like, so do I you want to so tell it. the story first? No, no, or? no.
0: No, I don't. I don't actually. I want to know, though, do you remember the first time you masturbated?
1: Oh, the first time? Yes. Okay. Well, uh, you want to hear it? Yeah, I do. Okay. It was uh, in middle school in the bathroom at nice. home. Oh. Not in school. No, no, no. Got it. Um, I definitely jacked off in my school before. Oh, I have as well. Yeah. But it that was like high school. Okay Um, Yeah I don't know what happened in the bathroom It was You you guys don't judge me There was like a period in like middle school Where I was still doing the thing where I was pretending to take a shower But I didn't actually take a shower And I don't know why People still do that now You're right white people do (laughs) Um, I don't know I was Pretending to take a shower And I don't remember how I discovered myself I think I just gave it a try How did you hear about it? There was a kid in middle school who was like, oh, you guys, like, you have to try this thing. If you just, like, rub on yourself down there a lot, it feels good. And I'm just like, whatever, dude. Like, Mm -hmm. I think we all know that nothing happens when you touch it. Yeah. And one day I was just like, fucking, I'm gonna give it a shot. And I didn't shoot, but I felt something. It took, like, another few months before something actually came out. And I was like, whoa. Whoa. There is something
0: about, like, masturbating sort of young where it feels like you're giving yourself a sexual awakening. Like, yeah. like you're having these visual cues and you you've probably, I mean, boys often will get, like, random boners throughout the whatever, but you don't know what to do with it. You know, especially if it's still growing. Like, you don't even know what's going on. It's just like, I remember when I first started getting boners, super embarrassing. One time I told a teacher, <laughs> I was like, excuse me, something's wrong.
1: <laughs> I, was like, I was like, something's what? very wrong.
0: <laughs> I was like, I think it's like, it hurts. It's like hard. I don't get it. My mom, she was, and my mom worked at the school. She was like, I think you need to go talk to your mom. Um, And I did. And then I doubt we really talked about it. Um, But um, later, a couple years later, oh my God. I was always the youngest in my class. And so like I was probably eleven or twelve and they were probably twelve or thirteen. Um, and, and a kid came in and told us about the magic of masturbation. I was like, that seems crazy. Like <laughs> I fully had this kid draw me a diagram. Cause I could not understand what he was saying. Like I didn't understand I was like, so you just grip it? Like, how does that not hurt? And then he was like, No, he like so he like drew me a little like little cartoon hand drawing. Hot. Sort of. first
1: little, like, dirty magazine. <laughs> and
0: then, yeah, I feel like I went home very soon after that and figured it out. And I feel like I didn't stop. I just never stopped masturbating. Same. <laughs>
1: like, I don't think I just, it ever like, ended. It just kept going.
0: I mean, it was crazy intense for... I feel like we should do another episode <laughs> on, like, the mental health of puberty. But, like,
1: <laughs> yeah. I just...
0: I all i could think about was coming all the time i
1: know i don't <laughs> i don't know a young person i don't know a person that was that age myself that like didn't do it like five times a day. I feel like I would. And you'd go to school it. and
0: be like, "What's your number? Like, what's the highest number you can get
1: to?" And you'd all yeah. like
0: you with your buddies, like trying to be like, "All right, you go home and see if you can beat me." I had six. Oh, can you do seven? Okay, that's like, a bit competitive. I mean, <laughs> but, we were competitive boys. Yeah, you were <laughs>
1: apparently. But no, I remember being like, "I can't wait to get home." Mm-hmm. Oh my god, another embarrassing story. I used to run my life on like a. I still kind of do like on a, like a cat like, like a schedule like after I leave after I get off from school I'm doing this from this time homework from this time to this time and I'm gonna go outside and hang out what did you write down oh I used to be I forgot what I wrote down for jacking off but I think it was just something stupid like practice (laughs) (laughs) it is practice it is but I would dedicate like two hours to it it took me three minutes but then I would wait like 15 minutes and be like time to do it again
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Um, and it feels I mean which there are times when aspects of sexuality still mirror this for me, where there's something, the sexy thing about it is the kind of secret of it mm-hmm. or the, the mystery of it or whatever. But how long or did you ever talk about it with anyone? I mean, it sounds like you talked about it with some like classmates or whatever, but like, like, did you ever have a conversation with your mom about no. it or anything? Yeah.
1: No, I,
0: but I mean, she's doing your laundry. Well, it's
1: <laughs> no. Actually, I was doing my laundry. Okay. By that point, I think.
0: I feel like in high school when it was like just like so obvious that I was jacking up, I was like, I'll do this now. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like... yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I definitely again, and I feel like it happens to everybody. I definitely got like walked in on. Oh yeah. A couple of times. Oh um, my god. But it was never like a conversation after the fact. It was just like a oh, and then like door yeah. closes right afterwards. Um no did you and your parents have a conversation around it
0: so when i was 13 my dad like drove me out into the woods and then hi um and his way of having like the talk with me was by playing this multiple disc thing from focus on the family called bringing up boys and one of the discs is about sex And masturbation. It's basically like, don't be a faggot. Masturbating can help you stay pure, but don't have sex until you're married. Like, that is, like, the messages I received. But I thought it was, like, a little bit progressive because it was, like, it wasn't never touch yourself. It was just, like, Hmm. try to keep it together. But young people are fucking crazy. And so Mm -hmm. you're probably going to have to come every once in a while. And it'll be a way, especially if you are thinking about your future wife. It's okay. Yeah. Which is psychotic.
1: It sounds psychotic. It sounds like, I mean, I feel like growing up, a lot of people, regardless of gender, sexuality, or whatever, get this message of like, masturbating is bad, or not a yeah. thing you should be doing. Yeah. So I mean, I do think that's progressive, that that's even a at that age that that would be a message that you get
0: but i mean it was also never talked about and then also the other part about that that, that that's paired with is like don't you dare look at porn like because like if you're just using your own brain and your own imagination that can be this kind of like divine thing i guess or whatever but like i also got messages from pastors that that wasn't cool so it was this mixed message around like well what's right i mean i feel like I let some of the guilt aside. The guilt that I had was mostly around what I was fantasizing about. And then if I looked at porn, it was like, I'm such a bad, terrible person. But also my sexuality was so confused in my middle school, high school time frame because I was like doing some mutual masturbation stuff with other high school boys or mm. whatever. But we'd be looking at porn, looking at different things, <laughs> but looking at porn and then like jacking off together. And it, confused me because i didn't realize that that like in my adulthood i realized that not everyone does that i thought that every middle school high school boy did that with other boys oh i i did too i know a lot of us did but not everyone did you know and i especially then though i just thought that that is what sex was Like, or i mean that is what boys do is they like they got to get it out somehow, you know. So wow. I didn't know that I was gay because I just was like doing what everyone else did, and yeah. these people are like married now or whatever. Sorry. Um, well, you didn't say them by name. No, I did. You said it was. It was no. It was Zachary. No. <laughs> it was Zachary. Um, oh, I had to think if there was actually Zachary because I was going to delete it. <laughs> um, but okay, like let's move past you know our pub- pubescent time frame. Mm-hmm. You're a sexual being. You're an adult. That's what
1: they say.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, how is masturbation sort of manifesting in your life now?
1: Uh, during a pandemic, often.
0: Yeah, but um... and maybe maybe not like right now, but just like <laughs> in your adulthood. Like,
1: no, I know what you're saying. Um, I think that for me, it manifests from my. Well, we've talked about this on the podcast before. I am somebody that. <sighs> I've, I was able to go a very long time in life without having sex, right? Yeah. I didn't lose my virginity until I was 27, right? Because you were having then, sex with yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And for me, if I ever did get horny, it was just like, well, I have a hand. I can do something about that. Yeah. Um, And that has continued to sort of be my ideology around masturbation. I don't yeah. feel bad about it. I don't... But mast- isn't
0: it weird a little bit that there's like a caveat you have to offer... Because like what you're the the caveat you're offering is I don't feel bad about it uh. and and I know you don't because you're saying that and also culturally we have this thing around masturbation that is either shame because of cultural social mm-hmm. religious reasons mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, only uh, ugly people masturbate uh, or wow. like if you can't get it you you do it you know what I mean or like uh, it's like pervy after a certain point because only like horny little boys do it. Like, you're an adult. Why are you masturbating all the time? You know what I mean? Uh, And feel like... I'm trying to think of another kind of example of, like, a a stereotype around, like, why it's... Why there's, like, a cultural pause in admitting that masturbation happens.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I've never... I feel like ever since i learned about masturbation, I've just always told myself, like, well, everybody masturbates. Like people because most people do because most people do i yeah. feel like if you come forth and you're like i don't ma-, or i feel like when we were younger people came forth and they didn't masturbate it's just like all right you're just saying that to like save face because for some sure. reason there's this shameful idea around pleasuring yourself yeah when in all actuality we all have done it at least once i feel mm-hmm. like we should all be doing it because yeah you should know how to please yourself, you should know what you like, you should know what you don't like, as opposed to having to, there's nothing wrong exploring that with another person, but I just think that if you're starting at like square one, like maybe you should get to know yourself more before you like have somebody else get to know you that way. So I think that for me, it's another reason why like then when I choose to actually have sex or like intercourse sex, I know exactly what I want. I know exactly where you need to touch me. I can tell you that. I can tell you, like, if you're going to be stroking me, if we're giving each other mutual hand jobs, let's say. I'm a pro at it. I'll show you how it goes. I'm a pro. I know the exact way you need to hold it. So like, I don't know. I have never felt, I'm not going to say never, but like, for a good chunk of my life, there wasn't much shame around masturbating because I just assumed and knew everybody was doing it anyways, yeah. whether they wanted to admit it to themselves or not.
0: Right, and I think that we are definitely speaking from a, an experience of people with penises, right? Yes, like absolutely. that is, uh, I feel like.
1: Although I told myself the same thing about women, just like when I well, used to I hear think that, that, that women we didn't also like grew heart, up in a time when I'd be like, "Yes, y'all do."
0: Well, right, and I think <laughs> I think that there were, there are many women who do and i think that there is more shame for women who masturbate in the same way that there's more um shame sexual shame for women and folks with vaginas in general but like that isn't my experience so i i'm making a lot of inference and like i'm actually there's a couple articles um that we have in the resources doc that i there was like a, a cool study by carolyn myler and candace hargens on Bisexual and queer women masturbation, go check it out. But um there is something a little bit more daring around uh that admitting, I think, for folks with vaginas. Like I think that exploration is sometimes like not as culturally um shown in media. I feel like the reason one of the like we feel everyone masturbates is because Well, we have that experience. We have the experience of boys talking about it. And then there's also the cultural joke of the fact that all men are masturbating everywhere all the time. You know what I mean? And It's not
1: hard to find that representation in media. Right.
0: I feel like media about women masturbating is much more niche and often directed at women and men don't see it. Mm -hmm. Like, often. Unless it's porn, which is a different thing, I think. I feel like I'd love to have another conversation about mental health and porn (laughs) in in a different way because it's so tied up in masturbation. And I feel like... I've had a different kind of trajectory where like absolutely porn was such an in- inherent part to masturbation. And now it's not so much for me. I feel like every once in a while it is, but I just, most of it is more what you're talking about, which is like, I think of it as sex with myself. I think of it as exploration. I think of it as ways to get to know myself better. And I, I, so when I find out people aren't masturbating, I am like, Well, how do you know what you like? (laughs) You know, like, how do you know what is going to give you that like multiple orgasm thing or like the best orgasm? And I think it's sad also. I think in our previous episode about sex, we were talking about how communication is a key part of that. I think part of that communication is knowledge learned from masturbating. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: We could definitely dedicate an episode to porn in and of itself, which I feel like brings up an important point, which is this idea of being addicted to masturbation. Oh, right. Because some people are addicted to porn. Some people need porn to get off, right? And I think that just as much as you can enjoy masturbation and it's you fulfilling a sort of need for yourself and sort of learning more about what you find sexually exciting, Mm -hmm. it sometimes can go too far. And it could very well, the pendulum could very well swing too far to the left. And it's like, well, now I'm afraid to let anybody else in. Yeah. Because I think that I'm the person that's going to be able to get myself off the easiest. Yeah. You know, I mean, there is something where uh, sometimes people masturbate so much and in such a specific
0: way that other people can't get them off. Yeah. Because of the specific mechanics. Oh, oh my God. I'm so sorry. Oh,
1: wow. I
0: had a fizzy water. Um, uh, uh, Those mechanics like kind of. Don't work with another hand or someone's right hand or whatever or like a specific mental pattern that you don't know how to say like, no, it's like hard, soft and then like three strokes. And then like and then if you'd grip it and then like, you know, to the left. Right. A quarter inch. Right. And like uh, that specific mechanic. I mean, what you're speaking to is, I think, the the compulsion of masturbation, like Mm -hmm. the the habit, the I can't do anything. In order to fall asleep, I have to do it. In order to kind of wake up, I have to do it. I feel like there's like... Yeah. Which, I mean, I think that those are positives in masturbation. I feel like using it as a sleep aid. I feel like using it as a stress reliever. Absolutely. I feel like these are things that bring in this positive aspect. But you're right. There are absolutely times and folks who have an unhealthy relationship to something that can be really cool.
1: Yeah. And I mean, to that point it makes sense right like if you're using masturbation as something that is relieving stress or relieving anxiety for you Mm -hmm. i mean that is literally a coping mechanism that is something that you're using to deal with a stressor in your life so Mm -hmm. just like with anything else there's a very fine line between that turning into something toxic that like all right maybe you should find another way to deal with your stress today other than like needing to whip it out and masturbate for like the fifth time today yeah maybe go for a run homie Mm -hmm. um yeah, but it, there's also, like,
0: gendered ways in which uh, we talk... Like, I mean, we're talking about penises, like, jerking true, it, true. Yeah. you know? And, like, when there are people with penises who masturbate more like someone with a clit might masturbate. Or like, soft rubs mm-hmm. just on the head. Or, like, if you have foreskin, there might be different things there. I
1: want to know what that's about.
0: Well, also, I mean, uh, penises respond well to vibration too you know like vibrators aren't just for folks with vulvas you know what i mean like like they are obviously something that's uh maybe it responds really well (laughs) you know what i mean like (laughs) it works really well but i think that there's other ways to think about the gendered notions of masturbation Mm -hmm. as well because i think masturbation for receptive queer people like can involve toys you know like it involves dildos it involves like insertion that isn't just the act of like pat 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 pat. you know what i mean like that's a part yeah. of it but yeah, it's yeah. like it's also it's a broader thing than just this like very small understanding of like if i have a vagina i put some fingers in there and then i go to town mm-hmm. if i have a penis i'm like just gripping it till it come like there's like other ways to think about how we masturbate and why we masturbate and also it's the safest sex you can have yeah. <laughs> like it's true. Like it truly is the safest sex you can have I think that
1: unless you were putting the wrong things up you know where
0: oh sure yeah then it can get dangerous yeah oh my god I just had like terrible visions of that video of that man sitting on that glass jar and then like shatters Sorry, oh. everyone. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry to everyone. I've never
1: seen that. I don't glad, want to.
0: I'm glad. I think it fucked me up. Um, so, <laughs> oh, no. Um, I, what are some other ways or reasons why people may not masturbate? Or that, because I think you and I both have an experience where we're like, thumbs up, mm-hmm. good for my mental health. I have mm-hmm. a healthy relationship with it. Now, I definitely think in my younger, like, 20s when I was having sex with other people, but I was also horny all the time because I was having sex. It was like a second puberty kind of like <laughs> it within queerness. And I remember being oh,
1: yeah, everybody goes to like that slut, like that real slut stage,
0: right? And you're just like, you're all your brain can do is like, fuck, 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 fuck you know. Yeah, yeah. And like, uh, when I was in college, like, I definitely think that I was masturbating all the time, and like. Mm. Uh, didn't need to necessarily, but I was. And then I was like,
1: I should study. (laughs) I should go to class, you know.
2: Yeah, I
0: mean,
1: I've done it out of boredom. I've done it like after a workout. Because it's just like, whoa, my blood is like pumping Pumping. right now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But I mean, we have healthy relationships to it. We view it positively. Why might someone maybe not engage with masturbation?
1: Well, I mean again if your relationship with it started from like a negative perspective the first thing that comes to mind for me is like religion yeah um you know i grew up baptist christian which i don't think i i can't remember ever getting the message of like masturbation is bad just like straight up at least not from like loved ones but it was definitely just something that wasn't talked about therefore that's vulgar i was able right i was able to sort of sort of freely explore it without sort of any anything else interfering yeah. with it if that makes sense that's a gift though yeah it is it absolutely is Um, but then I think another thing that could contribute to somebody maybe not feeling comfortable or them not looking at it as a positive thing Um, people who are just that are uncomfortable with their body and I'm not yeah. like judging that as like right or wrong I think that sure. same thing with puberty you're learning your body your body's changing there's some yeah. things you like there's some things that you don't like and I think that especially being queer like
0: like some kind of dysphoria there with yeah. the body, yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that if you're somebody who's gender non-conforming yeah. or um, transitioning in any way, shape, or form, then like there's still a level of um, comfort that you're still learning with your yeah. body, and you're learning to experience with your body, and that's not always a happy, exciting thing. Sometimes yeah. it's really scary. Sometimes it's it's really nerve-wracking to have to explore yeah. those parts of yourself. So I think yeah. that I could absolutely see masturbation through that lens is something difficult to sort of do.
0: So uh, uh, right now I am working at, um, I was about to say the name. I am working at a mental health institution where I live, focused specifically on extreme anxiety cases, right? So uh, folks come to us when they often are out of a lot of options. And a lot of folks come to us because they have a lot of mental composure. Oh my God mental compulsions around sexual shame and like sometimes some of that challenging is sort of prescribing masturbation is is of oh, is this idea of like hey you can do this as a practitioner you can also tell me about it and then we can talk about the negative stuff and move through it because talking with your mom isn't going to work you've kind of self isolated because you don't have the same sexual experience as your peers and now there's this like disconnect because of the ways that your brain has, like, maladapted to the experience of sexual pleasure, right? But at the same time, while masturbation can be this thing that we offer as, like... I think it honestly goes well with our conversation that we were having um, with Lucia a few weeks ago about eating and bodies and stuff like that. It's, Mm -hmm. like, it can be a way to kind of fall back into your body and love your body and see yourself as a sexual being because, like, you're hot, you know, and if there is some genital dysphoria if there's some other things there that may not be the thing until some other stuff is dealt with that is the best thing for you Mm -hmm. i also think like you know if you've experienced some sexual trauma or um you're missing sexual connection with other people like sometimes you can be really horny and you know like the thing that you're saying you masturbate or you have in the past when like you're wanting to have sex with other people but that isn't your bag right now or isn't like the first thing that you do with someone so it's like a way to kind of like get that energy out and still have a good time with people but i think sometimes though if if you want sex with someone else so bad masturbating can kind of feel like a constant reminder that you're not having sex with <gasps> other people, you know? Can it? I feel like it can. Oh
1: my God, you guys.
0: <laughs> um, Man,
1: I've given so many guys blue balls. I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit, I'm sorry.
0: No, I don't think that's what I mean. I just, and I think the sexual trauma thing, absolutely. I mean, just ex- because like, especially, well, I mean, when your hormones go, you don't always have like mental control over that. And then you're accidentally kind of triggered by your own body mm-hmm. and like so then that is like a scary or my hard thing to work around all
1: the time oh my
0: god <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: um i think masturbating in front of a mirror is really 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 important
0: it's so great it's great it's great
1: it's better than a lot of people i feel like it took me a while to get around the notion of doing it yeah literally and not even from like a i well Maybe it was from a place of like I don't like me or yeah. the way I look. I think I always I mean chocolate. if I
0: looked like you I would masturbate in front of a mirror ah, all the time.
1: Shut up. <laughs> um, for me it was more of like a I guess a vain thing. It was just like, sure. I don't need to look in the mirror at myself to get off. And then when I was doing it, it's just like, oh, this feels so weird. Yeah. But then it's questioning, like, why do you think it's weird to think that you're... So, the thing that you look you hot... You are hot and worthy like, of being lusted after. Exactly. And, yeah. and then now it's one of my favorite things to do that isn't I love watching that. porn. It's like, hey, let's just get naked in front of the mirror and, like, go at it.
0: I love this confession. And I...
1: I'm telling y'all way too much about
0: myself. No, That's no, no. It. No, it's it. just you and I in a room. No one's here. <laughs> I'm not
2: telling, no no here. telling y'all anything No one's else. here. Um, I feel,
0: <laughs> I absolutely, like, identify with that. I think there have been times in my life when, especially maybe when I have felt my, quote, ugliest, like, or I'm watching my body change in a way that I didn't mean for it to change and what have you. I have found that there have been instances of masturbation with, like, sex with myself where I'm like, I'm fucking hot. And then that allows me to go offer love and be loved by other people you know what I mean like I think that that absolutely I started having sex before I had really kind of come to terms with my body and like even when I was having sex with people I was like we need to turn these lights off um I would like to be under the covers
1: and um don't look at me you can look at my face and you can look at my dick but like nothing else matter of fact I'm just I'm gonna put on this Halloween mask real quick yeah
0: Oh my god! Honestly, um, <laughs> spooky season. Um, <laughs> it's just I always just like got fucked in a scream mask. Like <laughs> I was gonna say, I
1: am gonna go home and masturbate in front of the mirror and I'm Michael Myers, like yeah, da, na, 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 with na, a knife. Na,
0: na, 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 na. Um, exactly. Um, <laughs> no, I think that that is absolutely great advice. I think. Um, what are some ways like? I have always. I love, like, the cam thing. I, like, I feel like the types of porn that I do like are, like, people who have set up their own camera and are either filming themselves masturbating or, like, live streaming or stuff like that. I love that shit. I think that that is so hot. I think that, like, it screams confidence. It's, like, I am so hot that you're going to pay me. Or you're on the other fucking side of that computer, you stupid little ugly bitch, and you're gonna fucking watch me jack off and you're gonna love it. And you're gonna jack your own little dick, aren't you, little bitch? And it's like,
1: <laughs> I am. I am. Are you I sure you don't have like okay like where's your OnlyFans? Um We're waiting. The listeners wanna know. I would not earn a dime. <laughs> <And> <laughs> it would just it would be
0: like two people who like already have fucked me. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> why are you here? Why are you here?
1: <laughs> oh my God. We're gonna do a QBT OnlyFans.
0: How do you feel about masturbation in relationships?
1: Uh, I feel the same way about it. I would not be in you're just you're, you're just like always pro, always course, yes. I'm always, yeah. yeah. You're not gonna convince me not to masturbate. I'm not saying that at all. And I'm I never just... gonna convince anybody else not mm-hmm. to. I think that in a relationship, do it separately, do it together. Sounds like fun to me. Yeah, I've done that before in a relationship where it's just like, "Hey, maybe sex isn't the thing tonight because sure. I had uh, nachos this and some burritos full shit. Yeah. and some queso dip. Sure, you know, and I'm feeling full and delicious. Yeah, and this pussy's gonna do more than talk, honey. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let's just maybe mutually masturbate together. Yeah, it's um, so hot,
0: and you get to watch without the language component. You it's you get to watch how your partner might get themselves off yeah it's 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 knowledge it's data (laughs) you you know
1: you're doing science you're doing science (laughs) you're the facebook of your own sex life i don't know what that means (laughs) um yeah i i condone it and i think even separately like again some that sometimes somebody's horny and the other person isn't. Yeah. And it's like, hey, homie, you just, you're you going to have to go in the bathroom tonight or yeah. n- not even go in the bathroom. You can do it right here next to me. Right. I'm going to be asleep though. Yeah.
0: And I feel like that is kind of a queer understanding in some ways. I feel like there's a lot of, especially in like cis relationships, there's like this weird ownership thing. There's like, mm. I mean, it's fucked up, but it's there. Even if you don't have, even you don't if you have a really did. cool progressive relationship. I know, but like, i will say that when i was like freshly 21 and my boyfriend like we didn't live together obviously i was a child and uh you know if i found out that he had like jacked off like right before i got there or like the day before i'd be pissed i'd be like first of all i wanted that giant load why didn't you give that to me like i wanted it and then the second would be like I felt like there was like sexual energy being taken away from me as a, p- which is like wrong. Like that wasn't mine. That was that person's sexual energy. I had no right to that at all despite the fact that we were dating. And that was very much like, you know, I was 21. when it comes out of my mouth right now, I'm like probably turning red by how embarrassed that uh, I am that I thought those things, but I did. And I had to like kind of had that boyfriend be kind enough to be like, you're being dumb you don't own me or my body, I will do what I want, get over it. And like they were totally right, and I am very much where you are now, but I think that there are probably some people out there who feel weird or have had a partner feel weird about that, and I think it's important to advocate for your body, your choice, and... All that jazz you know like it's it's also weird to be on a podcast and admit you've done something like terrible or had an awful ideology but i think that that is just like it's something that's true and it's like culturally something that i didn't like it's not like i chose that right i felt like that was just what was right like you had sex with your partner or when you were single you masturbated yeah or if i'm not going to see my partner for like a week that's okay but like otherwise yeah we save our comes <gasps> for each other.
1: I felt so silly even when you were saying it. Like it is silly. <laughs> you, your face is full of flabbergast. you like just, I don't get it. It's hard for me to understand, I guess. I've been masturbating for a long time, which is maybe why I'm so open talking about this, yeah. but it's just like I don't know that I I don't know I would never think to own somebody's body. I mean we all when we're feeling a little like horny or slutty like that's my cum. Like yeah. absolutely give it to me, but I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. I
0: mean, it's definitely like an unhealthy way to come to relationships. But I think, I mean, I also think that there's maybe some folks out there who have a partner where they like can know that they're masturbating and then they feel bad. Like, why aren't they having sex with me? And often it's not about that. Like, it just is about that person. Having a moment, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Her I libido i honestly, isn't always
1: going to be on the same biological Not on the
0: same page. Clock, right. Know? And I feel like there's like a lot of guilt and shame tied up in like not being the perfect partner. Like and not being Ooh, what. Child. But I mean. We can save that for a whole other podcast.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like some of
0: the learning and unlearning that I did with that first relationship has taken me to this point where I kind of understand that. One person cannot be everything for you or you shouldn't put that pressure on someone I shouldn't put that pressure on myself like and that that isn't necessarily to like be like so everyone should be poly Like that's not what i'm saying, but I think that there that, <laughs> that is exhausting. I it, I mean <laughs> I, I there is something though around like coming to an under coming to an understanding of like We are individuals your partner cannot be everything for you so like be what you want to be for yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Um, we'd love to hear some more thoughts from you about masturbation. Thank you so much to um, our friend on Instagram whose page just left me as I started to say this Brie. Yes. <laughs> Brie in Austin. Brown Skin Brie. Oh, I think she also has a podcast too, actually. Um, we'll link it But thank you so much For the suggestion To talk about masturbation I It had not come to us And I was really happy For the suggestion
1: Say come one more time
0: Come 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 <laughs> come come come, come, come. Um, We'll be right back
2: We're to come. Back again.
1: Well after a Really long conversation On masturbation I am wiped So tired So tired I'm exhausted But Not too exhausted I can't take my meds yeah that's important you should you should always take your meds even especially after you masturbate Mm -hmm. Um, you know replenish your nutrients oh my god (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm being ridiculous so what you got let's talk about meds you want me to go first yeah okay Um, my meds this week are The Good Place that show Mm. that used to come on so the final season is on Netflix now okay cool I realized I had not finished. I think it's four seasons. I realized I didn't finish the third season. So I was really happy because I was like, yes, I get like 20 episodes to watch of this. Mm -hmm. And I am a fan of The Good Place. I think I purposely stopped watching because I knew I was nearing the end of the third season. Yeah. Anyways, finished that thing off. Um, It was great. Yeah. I cried a lot. Um, I also feel like exploring that show again post my dad passing away has Mm -hmm. been phenomenal like Mm. just sort of the i want to go back and check out the midnight gospel which i know we talked about last episode but i feel like good place is much more digestible. yeah no absolutely (laughs) but i still think it just has a lot to say about life and what it means to live a good life and just like these sort of notions of what it means to be a human being and then also these really good philosophical thoughts on the afterlife and what happens and if it even matters and things like that so I don't know. That that show brought me a lot of joy over the last week. And also, like, the writing is just done really well. It's so
0: good. I think, I think honestly, that show should have been called something other than Good Place. Mm-hmm. I think it was given a big disservice during its first season because no one understood what it was except for people that watched it. Yes. I was absolutely one of those people that got convinced after two seasons had been out to watch it. And I was like, oh, this show is great. Yeah. It's basically just philosophy 101 disguised as like a show about heaven (laughs) like right it's but it's it's really it's about how humans think about the world and what happens afterward or dimensions
1: and like it's about angel it's like it's our trying to figure out meaning yeah of the universe and Mm -hmm. i feel like every season they sort of direct you back to this place of as cliche as it sounds like it's about the journey not the destination yeah. and like that's what makes life so wonderful it's this yeah. mysterious thing that nobody can figure out as hard as they try to yeah um, and I also feel like just like how every season ends is always sort of like not like a twist in like the M. Night Shyamalan sort of way sure. but like a twist it in kind the of sense has a of, Oh, I had no idea like you guys could totally go that direction. And I had sort of boxed my thinking into this is a show about heaven and what happens in heaven. At the end of the first season, the way they sort of like opened it up was open it up. It's just like it blew my mind. And then the season after that does the same thing.
0: I agree. If you've never given the good place a shot, I think you totally could. I think I have the last season to watch, but I have seen the last episode. I spoiled that for me because I like ah. saw so many good things about it that I was like, oh, I want to watch.
2: Yeah. Because
1: sometimes
0: a finale show isn't necessarily a culmination of like the entire season. Sometimes it's kind of a goodbye, which I think especially like a a network television show often is. It's like a little bit like, right. like we remember how we're part. all friends and yeah. let's end it. You I mean you saw the series finale. It, I feel like cute. it's definitely
1: a clean like there's nothing else that happens. No, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean it, got, it. <laughs> it
0: it didn't get great ratings because I think a lot of people didn't understand it, but I hope it's one of those shows that lives on later as like this was a misunderstood misunderstood show. The writing's great. It's a great show. Lots of great in- Maya jokes. Rudolph's Character in that, so good. As the judge, so good. So good. Um, I am just going to play my uh, meds for you, but there's, I found this video today of Dolly oh Parton God. and Patti LaBelle. Uh, Did you share
1: this with me? I think so. It's so good.
0: They're like playing with their acrylic nails and then they sing over a beat that they make with their acrylic nails it is just it's so cute take a listen you know i write a lot of songs when i don't have my guitar mm-hmm. you know I, I beat around the dashboard in my car when i'm riding around writing uh-huh. songs but then i have a little rhythm that we can do with these acrylic nails can you do that
2: yep
0: oh good you want to play a little song for them? get up okay. close to your microphone we're
2: mic'd right down in here get up get up close to him okay that's cute can you hear that see we what did plan say? this but we didn't know how it was gonna sound well, we it were planning to see if we could do something like Momma's little children love short and then short and and little children love shortening bread. Mom and little children love shorts and short mommas little children love short and bread. Wait, Patty <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Okay,
0: honey, what's our homework?
1: I love that freaking video.
0: I love it. It's so good.
1: Um, homework time. You guessed it. Guess what I'm gonna make all of you go do right now? Literally, Call her mom. I don't care oh. what you're doing, even if you're in a car. Pull over and masturbate. <laughs> don't masturbate. even pull over. <laughs> oh, live life dangerously. Did you ever do that? Have you ever done that?
0: Masturbate it while driving? Yeah. No. Try it.
1: All right. I'll do it on the way home. I
0: mean, make sure it's not like a, you know, like busy street. Like, So you're suggesting I do this in like a quiet neighborhood? No, I don't know how With to suggest. Families? I don't know how to do that. <laughs> Never mind. That's a bad suggestion. I'm just saying, um, do your best to do it safely. If you feel like you're becoming unsafe, don't. Continue, but if you've never done it, I would say give it a try. Oh wow, it's fun. Next
1: road trip. Um, it's no, perfect but f- for a homework. Is actually, uh, we talked about it earlier. If you have a mirror, masturbate in front of a mirror with your eyes open. Look at yourself deeply everywhere. And I don't know, just feel empowered. It's gonna feel empowering. Don't be afraid of your body. It's yeah, it's your body. You're in control of it.
0: I agree. I feel like if for some reason that would be like incredibly triggering for you, talk with a friend about masturbation, talk with the friends about why maybe masturbation isn't your favorite thing. I feel like, just getting some combos out in the open. Either way, we feels- love
1: open conversation about <laughs> tough subjects.
0: Um, let us know how don't, your nut was. Don't, don't
1: <laughs> please, do not write in. Let us know how your nut is. I
0: don't will- write Shawnee.
1: Write me. Okay, you can let Bat that's in at out. Maddie Turns. Not want this fucking listener <laughs> fan fiction coming our way. <laughs> you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at QBT
0: Pod. Um, don't forget to subscribe and share. Also, we still got stickers. We got a few left. I mailed a bunch out today. But um, thank you to everyone that collected some of those. Um, big thank you to Marquis and Shanti Darling for letting us use their music. And big thanks to Allie Kilts for helping us
1: with editing. You ready to <laughs> get on out of here? That was a, sen- that was a very sensual end.
0: I didn't mean for it to be. I think my, uh, my body just went lamp. Oh. I'm just oh. a Limpopotamus. Oh.
1: A Limpopotamus? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go. This is Bye. <laughs> <it's>
2: too much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Trying to talk slick, all up in my ear and shit. <laughs>